on this week's FPL Happy Hour. And then, yeah, little return from Bowen, Soufal blank, Martinez blank, Fernandez blank, Salah blank, Bamford blank. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Shooting blanks, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... Hello and welcome to episode four of our podcast FPL Happy Hour with me, Sham, otherwise known as FPL Two Guys One Cup on Twitter. And me, Rob, otherwise known as at FPL Panda. How you doing, Rob? Mm. <laughs> I think yeah. it's one of those weeks, isn't it? Um, uh, not for me, it's not. Well, yeah, we'll get to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was looking all right after Tuesday night and then... From about kickoff yesterday um, of the United game, it kind of went pear shaped both fantasy wise and as a United fan. Well, yeah, you haven't you haven't had a really good week, have you, mate? Man, you lost. You lost to me in FPL points wise. You lost in the Planner versus Sham. Fucking losing everywhere here tonight. You are. But I won everything on Sunday night, so I'm I'm happy with <laughs> oh, I'm happy with say. Sunday. We beat Liverpool. Um, yeah. yeah, my team made the Super Bowl, so nice. Yeah, it's just disappointing week, especially yeah with how United have looked in previous weeks. I've, I think when Maguire scored last night, I thought, here we go, and then yeah, it was just silly little mistakes, like several little mistakes in the defending that then led to the goal. Um, and then from that moment, from the moment we can see the second goal, there was no way we were going to get another goal. Um, I yeah. think we were devoid of ideas after that. And yeah, Sheffield, credit to Sheffield United. They uh, they turned up, they did a job, they defended well. And um, yeah, they got a vital three points. Um, <laughs> That's still going to see them relegated. Yeah. yeah, they could have just thought, fuck it, give them the three points, but they didn't. Um, yeah, they're, they're still going down, but at least they're going to go down with a fight. Yeah. Um, All yeah. right. It's unlikely they're going to uh, not make double figures, which I called a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's get stuck in with tonight's show. So we've got um, a good agenda up for you guys tonight. Um, first of all, we'll be talking through how our teams did in game week 20. Uh, we'll then go through our top two hot topics of the week, which are Everton assets, and is it worth holding some of the top-owned players, or is it worth selling? Uh, then finally, we'll go on to our weekly feature, Panda Planner vs. Sham, and after Kane got hauled off for a one-pointer tonight, it saw me en- ending up winning for the first time this season by one point. Um, so, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and the worst thing... <clears throat> The worst thing is you called it as well last night. Yeah, I did say he'd do his ankle um, yeah. before it makes 60 minutes. Exactly. Uh, tell me those lottery numbers, mate. <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, we'll go through our teams um, that ended uh, a few weeks, uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, so, how did you get on, Rob? Um, well, it started off pretty good. Um, yeah, with the returns for... Gundogan, Stones, Diaz, um, Watkins as well. Um, Socek on the bench, not so good. Um, nope. And then, yeah, little return from Bowen, Soufal blank, Martinez blank, Fernandez blank, Salah blank, Bamford blank. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Shooting blanks, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... I mean, I'm, I know that I'm not the only one. There's probably like two million other uh, man, FPL managers out there that have got Suchek on their first bench. And it's not the first time it's happened this season. It will not be the last time it happens this season um, that he goes and absolutely hauls. Um, it's just sadly a week too late 
for both of us when we captained him for the double. Yeah, I'm sure there are two million other managers out there that are also shooting blanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> not just you, you're not alone. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway <laughs> yeah, on. so Sorry. disappointing. Yeah, disappointing week. Um, yeah, 48 points, I think, is the final score. Um, yeah, I mean, even... I was kind of clutching at straws and I hate Liverpool, but I kind of wanted that Salah goal that got disallowed for the yeah. handball by Firmino, like that happened two minutes before. Um, yeah, because it would have just been something, even though it probably wouldn't have done much for the rank because it's still like everyone would have had Salah anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a green at the moment. Um, but it's like a 40k green arrow up to just inside the top 250, um, 250k. <laughs> um, yeah, which I'm happy with. It's another green arrow, um, but um, sort of at 10 o'clock on Tuesday evening, um, I was pretty confident of pushing into the top 200k, um, but just wasn't to be. We move on. Oh yeah, I, so, I had a slapping week. So my yeah, my sod story to your um absolutely insane week. <laughs> yeah, talk us through. Um, well, well, t- Tuesday night, I was like over the moon, mate. You know, um, my game week live rank. So last week, I ended up on eight hundred eighty k rank, and my game week live rank by Tuesday night was four hundred k. So I was on 71 points by Tuesday night. So um, I had Stones and Cancelo. And part of me was, you know, a bit reeling inside because for those that would remember on last week's pod, I, I said I was very tempted to to um, captain Cancelo, but I was just too scared of the Bruno ownership because I, I did think that Bruno would blank. Like, I don't know why I didn't go for Cancelo. Like, I genuinely thought Bruno would blank. Um, I think I the effective ownership for Bruno it was like 180. Yeah. It's like, ridiculous. Yeah, if 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 he does anything and you don't captain him, you're screwed. Yeah, you're fucked. You're already so, chasing, so well you probably um, wouldn't have been. No. Uh so Stones and Cancelo and then Gundogan done it for me. Uh so my transfer last week was KDB to Gundogan and that, that paid off. Um I very nearly bent Suchek. It it was a very last minute decision. Um I swapped out Dallas at I think six o'clock um, or whenever it was. For, no, like four o'clock. I think it was. It was like half an hour before the deadline. Um, so Suchek started, got me fifteen points. Rafinha thirteen points. Grealish uh, on the Wednesday night got me eight points. And Antonio, I don't know how he didn't score um, on Tuesday night. He got five points. So yeah, seventy-one points on on Tuesday, and then. Going into yesterday's uh, Villa game, I had Grealish and Martinez. Um, happy with Grealish's eight points, disappointed Martinez. And then F- um, Fernandez captain, four points, and Robertson tonight. So I was, you were obviously disappointed about that Salah uh, offside. I was not. Hmm. I was pleased because obviously I didn't have Salah. So uh yeah overall great week 86 points um i'm now sitting about 420 live rank um so catching onwards up. and upwards i'm catching up mate bit yeah, by bit smashed it this uh, week great yeah, stuff so very pleased um right okay so let's let's move on um so i guess the next section is um our hot topics and um the first section first uh, hot topic we're going to talk about is uh everton uh so do you want to take it away mate yeah so i mean we didn't because you were too busy celebrating west ham being in the top four um which (laughs) lasted for 48 hours you're in the top four and now liverpool back into fourth (laughs) um but yeah yeah we didn't have a chance to really get some topics off um anyone this week so just kind of had a look around the community see what people are talking about at the moment and I mean last week a lot of the talk was about Leicester and I mean it still is um, but we're not going to spend time doing another 20 minutes of sitting talking about the same thing we spoke about last week 
Um, so Everton is another one that's cropped up with um, yeah this the in like the treatment room at Goodison is um, is emptying and they've got some of their big players um, back and how that affects them moving forward for their assets. I mean, I'll, we'll move on to the three that I really want to discuss, but there's some that have like out of there, like people kind of when they really quickly have a look at a team, they just they go, right, I want to target this team. Let's pick the players that are scoring the most points for them. And at the moment, um, like Sigurdsson and Richarlison, even though um, they've got the most points, uh, I thought it would best be good to touch on them to say um, why I shouldn't. you shouldn't be considering them. Um, so Richarlison will start with 7.8 million, 4.2% 4, 4 owned, and he's got 52 points so far this season. Um, now he's, I mean, in the past, he was a real FPL favourite, I think, for like the last two or three years, he's been one of those names that you'd just constantly have in your side. Um, but that was when he was playing. He was a midfielder on the game playing as a forward. Now he's a forward and he's actually playing back in midfield. Um, and he's playing very much as a winger um, in the system that Ancelotti wants to play. Um, wide out on the right, not on the left, um, where he prefers playing anyway. Um, he's been really quiet this season and no returns in the last seven game weeks, um, which is awful. So don't get Richarlison. Um, I think you can agree there. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Sigurdsson, who a lot of people um, started picking him up because Hammers was out um, and thinking that, yeah, he's going to, sort of just pick up where James left off um, and being this major creator um, in the team. Um, and he just really isn't. It's His most productive period of the whole season has been when James has been um, out injured. Um, and then on Wednesday night with James back, uh, Sigurdsson was on the bench. And I think that's where he's going to be um, until James gets injured again, which I'll touch on. Um, in a second when we go move on to him. Um, so yeah, Hammers Rodriguez, midfielder, 7.7 .7 million, which I feel is, is probably a little bit on the pricey side considering how long he's been out for. Um, he's owned by 8.6% um, as of, that was about 7 o'clock this evening. So um, yeah, there's a few people after his goal last night that have started bringing him back in because I'm sure it was a lot less than that um, before the game week started. Um, so from the start of the season, he's had 12 starts. He's got four goals and three assists in those 12 starts, which isn't a bad return for a new player into the league. Um, he did start the season really strongly. Most of those returns were at the start of the season. Um, one thing I did notice when um, having a look through his stats and figures, there is a massive drop in his performances um, that occurred after the international break, um, where he travelled to South America, played two games in three days, travelled back, and it's within 72 hours of the game in, I think it's in Venezuela, within 72 hours, he's lining up in the starting lineup for Everton. Um, and... Yeah, it it kind of for a player that sort of went to Real Madrid and he was like lauded as one of the next big things as like the start of their new Galacticos and everything after his performance at the was it the twenty sixteen World Cup? I think it was. Or twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he was yeah, lauded as the next big big thing and then he started getting all 20, these... 2014 World Cup yeah and he started getting all of these injuries um, and that's the one thing that really concerns me um, now the next international break isn't till around game I think it's game week 29 
but he will be traveling to South America again because it's World Cup qualifiers out there. So it's not like it's a friendly, they're important games. So unless he gets told for like COVID reasons, you are not allowed to travel, he will be traveling to South America. He will be playing two games. I believe it's against Brazil and Argentina. So yeah, he's going. Um, that's my only concern moving towards him. Um, but if you're wildcarding um, at that time, the international break, which a lot of people like to do, and a lot of people have been talking about like game week 29 as a wildcard, you could probably, if you move to him now, you could probably move away from him um, on your wildcard because I probably wouldn't have him want him in my squad to count on from game week 30 um, because I, I know how important he is to Ancelotti and the way that Ancelotti wants to play. Um, it, it kind of fits into that jigsaw in the midfield really perfectly and it frees up um, yeah, the other players around him um, and to really show off their strengths. Um, and yeah, he's, he's just a very important creator. And when he... Yeah, as soon as he gets back off an international break, Ancelotti's going to put him straight back into the team again because he's already done it once this season. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that I am really looking at with Everton is their potential double game week 26. Now they've got Southampton at home, which is a tar- fixture you could see them target. Um, and then they've got two outstanding fixtures, which are... City at home or Villa away. Now, City at home, yeah, I'm probably not looking at sort of bunching up with Everton assets, but Villa away, I think I, I'd i be happy to have a couple of Everton assets if their double was Southampton and Villa. Because um, I think like attacking, attacking assets, not necessarily defensive assets. Um, and they, it could be tempting as a like a little one week punt um, to have someone like him in there, um, but again, it's the injury proneness. Um, so I probably wouldn't jump on him straight away, but see how he gets through um, in the next week or two. Um, with like with the games coming thick and fast, one because that was the other thing at the start of the season. Teams were still only playing once a week, and ever weren't involved in Europe. So they were getting those midweeks off, and is he going to struggle if they're playing in the league on a Saturday and then playing in the cup on a Wednesday and then the league on the Saturday? And yeah, so I mean, they could lose the Spurs, and I think they play Spurs in the next round of the cup and be out anyway, so it might not matter. So yeah, that's Hammers Rodriguez. Um, next up is we'll go Calvert Lewin. Um, next um so 7.6 million which i think is a bargain um he is owned now by 28.2 percent still um despite having a run of like zero returns um but his figures all look quite good um he's had 65 shots all season 35 on target and this is all competitions um so 54 percent of his shots have been on target with 17 goals, so just shy of half of his shots and targets actually end up in the back of the net. Um, his current XG is only 8.6, um, which is yeah crazy. So he's beating his XG like 200%. It's mad. <laughs> um, now, one of the things I did notice <clears throat> is his form is heavily linked with Hammers. Um, and his average, like his XG average went, so it sat like around one per game, like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, 1, 1.1, around that, whilst Hammers Rodriguez played at the start of the season. And then when Hammers Rodriguez got injured, it was dropping down to like 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3. Because he like, wasn't getting the service. Yeah, he's not getting the service. Now, what interests me is with Hammers back, um, Calvert-Lewin's going to be getting that service again. 
as well as there's another player which we'll touch on um, in a second that um, also provides some good service uh, from the other side. Now, if he's getting that service and the goals start flowing, I can see his 28.2% very, very quickly doubling, um, especially with the lack of strikers we've seen this season. Um, like there hasn't been any real standout strikers. Um, like you've had, yeah, Kane's had his moment. I mean, Kane's probably been the most consistent all season. And that's why he's priced where he is. Then you've had Vardy, who's been sort of up and down, but now he's injured. He's out for a while. Um, you've had Bamford, who um, yeah, gets a return every few game weeks. Adams, every few game weeks, gets a return. Um, I mean, the next one for consistency is probably Ings. And then he was injured for ages. Um, so, yeah, I think he's definitely worth jumping on now before everyone's on him because the Everton next uh, lineup of fixtures just... Um, let's quickly bring it up. Um, yeah, so they've got uh, Newcastle at home, which he can get a... Um, should get a return from, really. Leeds away, you'd think get a return there. United away. Now, United at Old Trafford. Yeah, United at Old Trafford have just been so indifferent this season. Um, yeah, the last few weeks they've been good and then last night ruined it. Then they've got Fulham at home. I mean, there's four fixtures there where you'd go, yeah, you could see DCL picking up two or three goals. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, at least. Like, you, on... Like you could see a brace at Newcastle, you could see a brace at Fulham. <laughs> like, yeah, so he's definitely one to target um, moving forward. And then by the time you reach the Liverpool game, I mean it's a derby at the, at the end of the day, and like those sort of games, like form kind of goes out the window anyway, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean it's a bit cliched, but it does. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm really confident on Calvert-Lewin at the moment um, moving forward. I think with tonight's news of Harry Kane, it's kind of reinforced that a bit. Um, it, it was a move I was thinking of doing, but um, like in the next, maybe not, wouldn't have been this week. It uh, might have been next week, but with Kane's injury, it's moved it into this week. Um, so, yeah. How do you feel on uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Yeah, I agree. I agree. To be honest with you, I think it's more of um, a no-brainer, really, with Kane being out. Um, well, we don't we don't know how long he's out for, but I would say let's wait to hear on what his news is like. Um, if Kane is not out and he's back miraculously for this weekend, then I still prefer Kane over DCL. Hmm. Um, but if Kane is out, then who else is there, really? You know, um, uh, at any price range, to be honest with you. Um, you know, my number one choice, personally, if I'm looking at any striker at the moment, is Antonio. I think if you don't have Antonio, you need to get Antonio. Hmm. Um, and, and then he's, number- I mean, he's ridiculously cheap as well, isn't he, really? Yeah. Right. It, it, I, I'm just looking across all strikers you know, forgetting about their price, who are the ones to go for at the moment? What strikers are performing? I, I would personally go um, Antonio, followed by DCL, followed by Watkins. Hmm. Um, who, you know, who else is there that's got good fixtures and form coming up? Not, no one, really. Hmm. Um, you know, we don't know how Chelsea are going to perform. Um, it's really difficult to tell you know Kane's out so yeah I mean I think by default it's DCL and plus his ownership is 28% so the fact that they've got two at least two good fixtures coming up in Newcastle and and Leeds um, which he could definitely at least get a return in both um, yeah I I definitely think he's a a go-to and he's probably going to be one of my moves this week now Hmm. now with the Kane Kane music yeah I I mean with if 
like we wake up tomorrow morning and um yeah the news is Kane is out for like six weeks or a couple of months or whatever um I can see that yeah twenty eight percent ownership being probably around 40. yeah forty percent by the deadline um at the weekend because a lot of people would have been they'd have got rid of De Bruyne. They'd have had their heart set on moving out one of their forwards, whether it be like a lot of people I've seen are thinking of trying to move out Shea Adams. That's who I'm trying to move out. Um, or Bamford. Now, they would have had their heart set on using all of that delicious money <laughs> to spend it on Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not going to have it. So they'll now look to like the next highest scoring uh, forward and the moment it's DCL. Um, so yeah, the I mean, and he's got the fixtures. Um, and then with, I mean, the sort of stats are going alongside Hammers and um, how they've how he's performed with Hammers there and without without him there, it it just screams like, yeah, if Hammers is back, you need to have DCL in your team. Um, we saw how. Like he was returning almost every week at the beginning of the season, so yeah, he's a he's a definite for me as well. Um, but one I want to watch um, probably this week, and then moving forwards, um, he'll probably come into my team um, because there is that money there to be spent. Um, is Luca Dinier. Um, so he's six million defender, which is pricey, um, but he is OOP um, this year. Um, he's playing as a winger um, with Ben Godfrey sitting at left back. Um, and I mean, from the two games that he started since uh, he's been back, uh, Wolves and then Leicester, um, yeah, the heat maps all show his like primary position on the pitch is like a like a wide left forward um like hugging the touchline near the penalty area um, which i don't mind paying six million for a defender that's doing that to be fair yeah um yeah, yeah so and we've known from in the past like yeah he's he's got a wicked left foot um and he can deliver now he's not on all the set pieces because Hammers has half of the set pieces as well. Um, so yeah, that's one thing you do lose out on. Um, but it's yeah that threat that he he has from the left hand side. Um, yeah, in the past two weeks, two game weeks even so the past week, um, he had fourteen crosses, of which five of them were accurate and went to an Everton player. Um, which isn't a bad like isn't a bad rate. So it's one in three crosses he has hitting a target. Um, the only, I mean, but I would only be getting him for his um, attacking output. Like, we no, we're Pickford in goal anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I mean, there's a lot of talk about. Uh, them signing uh, the keeper they brought in on loan like permanently. Um, but yeah, I mean, last night, that was shocking, that was. I mean, we've seen some horrendous moments from Pitford in the last, what, 18 months. But yeah, mm-hmm. last night, that was an, it was another one to add into the collection. Um, and that's cost them, that's cost the side two points at the end of the day um, for a team that are fighting for a European place next year. They want to be in a European competition. Ancelotti isn't there to sit in mid-table with Everton, is he? He's there to take them into Europe and um, take them out into the arse end of nowhere in Eastern Europe somewhere. I mean, you're, you're well, we might be next year. <laughs> well, you're going Champions League, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can come and play with the big boys. <laughs> But no, that's, Ancelotti's not there to make up the numbers. He's there to make that club successful again. 
Um, and for Everton at the moment, success is getting them back into Europe and the signings they've made have been to get back into Europe and then yeah. build on that. Once they can get back into Europe, then they can have a few more signings that come in. They've got the new stadium on the way and all of this. They're, they're building something that in 10, 15 years' time, they want to be like one of the top clubs in the country again. Um, so, yeah, they. this is like their little, it's like the platform that they're starting to build on. No, so, yeah, picks are Dinier and Calvert-Lewin. But Calvert-Lewin nice. more urgent. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that was really in-depth. Thanks a lot, mate. Um, Okie doke. Right, let's move on to our second hot topic, which is, is it worth holding some of our top-owned assets? Um, So I looked into this and I did a bit of research, but it's kind of like blown out of the water with tonight's Kane news. Um, So with Kane getting injured, um, it has messed up some FPL managers' plans, as we briefly discussed. Um, so what I looked at is the top 20%. So the players with ownership of 20% and higher, um, what are their fixtures like coming up? What's their form been in the last few weeks? And is there any scope to uh, kind of move people around? So th- there are players around like uh, DCL, Barnes, uh, Madison, Gundogan, um, that are starting to emerge as real FPL assets for the short term at least anyway um, so is it worth kind of moving out your uh, Grealishes or your um, Bamfords etc etc for these players so there's 11 players that are above 20% ownership uh, the only goalkeeper above 20% is Martinez and he has 32% ownership um, personally I don't think it's worth taking out uh, Martinez. I think he's doing a a good job. Um, They've got Southampton coming up, uh, followed by uh, West Ham, Arsenal, Brighton and Leicester. Um, My opinion is I don't really think there's worth doing moves for goalkeepers unless they're in really bad form and, you know, someone like a a Ramsdale or a a Pickford potentially, although I probably wouldn't move Pickford Ramsdale played well last night. Yeah, last night, but he hasn't been bringing in the points, has he, no, like, in general? Um, I think they've kept one clean sheet all season or something like that. Um, so, no, I, I wouldn't be moving out for Martinez. If we move on to defenders, we've got three defenders over 20%, uh, J- uh, Justin, Chilwell and Robbo. Now, again, it's really difficult because with Kane now potentially out and with uh, De Bruyne out, where are you going to put your other money? So if you've got the likes of Robbo and you're coming off, why are you coming off and who to? So is it to save money? Probably not. If you're going to move off them, it's going to be for a player that you know is doing really well. So I'm not really sure who, you know, if we're looking at the likes of moving on Robbo, who are you going to be moving them on to? Um, There isn't anyone, I think, that has a really good run of fixtures that you can see loads of clean sheets in outside of City defenders. So if we look at um, Leicester's upcoming fixtures, so Justin, 26% owned. They've got Leeds, Fulham, Wolves, Liverpool, Villa. Chilwell's 22% owned. Chelsea have got Burnley, Tottenham, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Southampton. Robbo, so Liverpool have got West Ham, Brighton City, Leicester uh, and Everton. I can't see any like horrors in there that, oh, they're definitely not going to be keeping clean sheets. So for me, out of those three defenders, I don't think, you know, there's it's worth moving any of them on on for. Um, I don't know. What do you think from those defenders? Is it is it worth moving any of those on for me personally? I don't think so. I'd probably hold them at the moment. Um, I think, yeah, Liverpool, they looked a lot better tonight. And I think those returns, like Robertson, for example, like if I was coming off him, there's only one person I'm then moving to, and that's to TAA. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah, so if I had Robertson, I'd, I'd hold him unless I wanted to burn a transfer. Like if I had two frees, but I didn't know what sort of moves I wanted, but I had a bit of money in the bank to make that upgrade, I'd do it. Um, but yeah, Justin, again, yeah, I'd probably yeah wouldn't wouldn't want to touch them at the moment. I'm um, kind of at that stage in the season where I'm like looking around midfielders and forwards. Um, yeah, if I'm agreed. relatively com- comfortable. Um, then so we move on to midfielders, and with KDB out, it's really difficult because it's a case of. If you're taking out the top owned, so we've got Son at 59%, Bruno at 56%, Salah at 37%, and then you've got Grealish at 37% also. So Salah's not in good form at the moment. The only people that I would con- person that I would consider moving Salah to is Mane. Um, to be honest with you, if you're doing a sideways move, and do you want to do that sideways move? Potentially, uh, Salah's been kind of more in a creativity role. Uh, Mane's been more attacking, and you saw that tonight with TAA, uh, you know, producing in for uh, for Mane, and that's going to benefit Mane more than Salah um, on the opposite side. So with Kane out, do you really want to be taking out Son now? They've got some good fixtures coming up. I think he's a, he's a hold rather than a, a sell or a buy. Bruno is Bruno. Um, he hasn't been performing well recently from an output point of view, but he's on pens. United can get a pen anytime. And again, who are you going to move him on to, you know? Um, and, and to be honest, the same with Grealish. He's, he's performing really well. They've got um, doubles coming up. Um, so I wouldn't be taking out any of those four. And now comes the interesting part, which is Bamford and Kane up front. So you've got Bamford at 48%, Kane at 48%, and DCL at 28%. So as we discussed tonight, definitely wouldn't be taking out DCL. But with Kane's injury now, obviously you're probably going to have to, depending on how many weeks he's out for. If he's out for longer than two weeks, I'd definitely move him on. Mm. And Bamford's an interesting one. So Bamford's one one that I looked at. So I looked at his output between weeks 14 to 16 versus weeks 17 to 20. And so his output between 14 and 16, he he got 18 points um, and he had an XG of 1.61. One goal and two assists in that time, three big chances. 17 to 20, bear in mind there was a blank in there at 18 as well. So I'm comparing three game weeks across three game weeks. He had five points, no goals, no assists, an XG of 0.84, one big chance. So his output is significantly less. Um, he's still having a lot of shots, though. So he had nine between 14 and 16, and he had eight between 17 and 20. Um, the only consideration you've got to think is, do you want to hold him for the double that's coming up um, in 26? Or do you want to kind of bring him back in for that, depending on his form at that point? Um, with Kane now out, is he someone that you want to keep on the bench? So I have this dilemma. So I've got Vardy and I didn't sub him out last week. I didn't tra- um, substitute him, sorry, transfer him out last week. So I've still got him and I'll probably do Vardy to DCL. And Bamford will probably just be my first sub, to be honest with you, um, until I see someone to buy. Uh, because I've got all that cash. So there's no need for me to transfer him out right, not right now and waste a transfer unless there's someone really good that I see that's starting to perform potentially Ollie Watkins with their doubles coming up, depending on, again, their form. But do I want Grealish and Watkins? I'm not sure. Um, in terms of Leeds fixtures, you've got Leicester, Everton, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Wolves. So indifferent fixtures, I would say. Not amazing, not not great, um, but not shit either. So it's, it's a difficult one. I, I would say if... You don't have Antonio and you don't have DCL, then it's worth potentially moving Bamford out for. Is my is my personal opinion on that. Um, so yeah, really, out of out of the eleven top twenty percent, I think the only person moving out is Bamford. And obviously, if you've got Kane and he's injured, obviously you'd need to move him on as well. 
So, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, yeah, he's the one player. Like, I mean, yeah, I've got Che Adams at the moment as well, who I'm kind of taking the priority at. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll probably have Bamford just sitting there um, as my sort of first or second sub. Um, yeah, and only bring like make that make that switch to someone else. I mean, I might just if after a couple of weeks I haven't moved anything else, and as I said earlier, like needed to burn a transfer, I could just go Bamford to Antonio, and then have him just like Antonio just sitting there for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, and then there's the doubles and everything. So I probably, I mean. I think the general thought is around game week 24, we should see the map of the doubles and blanks start to really generate. Um, so if I hold him for four game weeks and then see how those doubles and blanks have like generated um, and then go from there. I mean, we know that he doesn't blank in 29, but if he doubles in 26 and plays in 29 then like a Leeds player is quite important for those that haven't got um the free hit available um yeah that's true. so yeah it's we uh, yeah we shall see i mean it's another thing to add i mean whilst the time scale of the Bruins injury and now Kane's and Vardy's um like all their injuries it, it's very vague still um, like how long exactly they're going to be out. Um, it's trying not to spread out that money too much that everyone's so got you, from these players. So you can easily get them back in. Yeah, it's so that you can get them back in like with a minus four at most. Like you don't want to be taking too much of a hit because then you're, you're like desperate for them to like smash it on like the game that they come back. Um, yeah, so... You, yeah, just not spreading it out too much. So, I mean, that's something that I'm very wary of at the moment. I'm going to try and keep a bit of money in the bank. I mean, the cane injury actually helps me do that because um, one of my moves this week um, I planned was Che Adams to Kane, um, which would have left me with like just under three million in the bank, which I was aiming for that, that sort of amount um, just to make sure I can get back up to De Bruyne with one of my midfielders again. Um, in, so, yeah. ter- in terms of a, a buy of that top 11, um, I think a DCL is a buy. I think if you don't have Grealish, he's a, he's a lookout for, um, a potential buy. Uh, I don't think Son is a buy yet. I think we need to see how he does with Kane being out. I don't think he's definitely not a buy this weekend, in my opinion, but he's not a sell either. Um Bruno and Salah, in my opinion, not buys. The only one that I think the other one that could be a buy is is Chilwell, um, with them playing in on, in the wing, like mm. you know, um, on the left. Uh, depending on how they get on over the next couple of game weeks, I, w- I would keep an eye on that. Yeah, um, I'd, so. yeah, I wouldn't be jumping straight on any. Um, any Chelsea assets straight away, like no, I'd, I'd yeah want to see them after a couple of weeks working with uh, Thomas Tuchel um, to see where they're going because they they had one training session, didn't they, um, with him before they played, and that's not enough to really see what he wants to do tactically with them because there's going to be a change in their formation and the system they play um, and I can see them going back to yeah that back five with um, or even yeah a back four with the with Chilwell and James moving further further forward um, yeah. but yeah we just we don't know and I mean I haven't got the most confidence in him as a manager anyway he's very from what I've heard from some Chelsea fans, he's very, it's a lot like Emery, um, sort of at PSG and very unsuccessful. Like won the league and the cup countless times there, but 
never took them to the Holy Grail. And um, yeah, it's just, it seems very much like that. And I think that's why they've only given him 18 months um, rather than a longer contract, because I think it's, it's a very much quite high risk, but he was the only person out there. Yeah. Unless they brought back Rafa, which would have been hilarious. <laughs> they may as well do it while the fans can't get in the stadium. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, so that's a wrap on the second hot topic. Uh, now it's time for the 5v5 Panda Planner versus Sham, our weekly feature. Last week, I beat the planner by one point uh, after Kane went off with a one-pointer. Um I had uh, De Gea, Cancelo, <laughs> Lookman, Bowen and Bamford with 27 points. Uh, and Rob had Ariola, Dallas, Bruno, Sterling and Kane for 26 points. So he went into the game with Kane needing uh, at least two points for the draw or a return for the win. <laughs> and he went off at 45 minutes with the one pointer, which is amazing. Um, I called it last so, night as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um so it's 1-1 one, one now, uh, me versus Rob's planner. So let's get on with this week. So for first-time listeners, uh, I won't go over the rules all over again, uh, but basically I pick five players and Rob's transfer planner picks five players and it's a draft-style pick done live. Um, and yeah, that, that's basically it. So I will toss the coin, as usual, Rob. Um I'm, what do you want? Tails, I'm guessing? Yeah, we'll go Tails again. It's been... Okay. Go three out of three. It is... Oh, my fucking God. It's Tails again, mate. <laughs> oh, Tails, tails again. again. Oh, so number one pick. Oh, and this is really annoying now because... Like... <laughs> Stick to your transfer planner, mate. That's yeah. the rules. <laughs> Jungmin Son. Okay, not yeah. I don't think that's a bad pick. To it's not care. bad. It's just you kind of want to. You, you do yeah. want to see, don't you? Uh, DCL for me. Um. Da, 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 da. Uh, Sterling. Ooh, good pick. Um, it's really annoying. He's at Sterling's at ten point one percent. Um, okay, I will go with Grealish. Cool, so I've had you've had. And any percent and a less than twenty percent. I've had my fifteen fielders, and I've had City. So Werner. Werner, interesting. Okay, uh, I am going to go with, so you can't pick any more midfielders, so that's fine. So I'm going to go with Cancelo, even though he may not start. Uh, next up, oh, I've got to check these percentages. Uh, so Oh, just about. Uh, Michael Keane. Michael Keane? Yeah. Oh, Everton defender. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you think it was? Like, Roy's no, illegitimate I thinking, son. <laughs> no, I was thinking Moise Keane for a second. Everton. I was like, well, he hasn't played there for ages. How is he picking him? Um, I think he's actually... Did he? Has he made his move permanent? Oh, is it to PSG, Keane. right? I think he's permanently there now. I mean... He's useless there, as well as he's just slightly less useless there. But it's because uh, he's got Mbappe and Neymar to play with. <laughs> um, I'm 
playing tactics now because I think I know who you're going to pick for a goalkeeper. So I'm going to pick them first because I know you can't pick this person um, for the midfielder. So I'm going to go for Ariola. Oh, you bastard. Yeah. Were you going to pick pick him, yeah? Yeah, because he's 2.9. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to have to really... <laughs> I fucked you there, mate. <laughs> all my all the goalkeepers are who's next on my list that's like low owned. Jesus. Patricio? Help I'm helping you out here. Patricio is four point seven, right? Is he four point seven on your yeah. yeah, so it's Patricio yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, I had like Larice, Mendy, Shemichael, but they're all above five. Yeah. Okay, so that's our five v five picks. So we've got uh, for Rob, we've got Patricia in goal, uh, Keane in defence, uh, Son, Sterling, and Werner. Very, very strong side, mate. Very strong side. Got potential to go mad there. Um, I have Ariola in goal, Cancelo in defence, Grealish and Barnes, Harvey Barnes uh, in midfield. Oh, I didn't say Barnes because you said Patricia. Show, but yeah, I've chosen Harvey Barnes as my midfielder. Um, <laughs> Just make it up as so, you go along, aren't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Barnes and Grealish and DCL up front. It's um, yeah, two strong teams that could both go a bit crazy. I mean, even last, like the game week just gone, like some of the picks there are really good picks. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's have a look at so this week. So, do you want to talk us through? Should we go goalkeeper, goalkeeper first, and then? Yep. So, go on. why did you pick Ariola apart from because you didn't want me to pick Ariola? Uh, well, I think he's got the best shot of keeping um, a clean sheet outside of City. To be honest with you, it's very it's a really tough week this week in terms of deciding from. Um, a defensive point of view, who's going to keep the clean sheets? Um, I think there could be goals this weekend. Um, I really can't see many clean sheets. Um, so West Brom struggling to score goals. Fulham playing a lot better defensively. So yeah, Ariola was the reason why I went with. Uh, so yeah, that was the reason why I went with Ariola. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's similar with uh, Wolves and Palace. Um, so why it's picked out Patricio, like I mentioned that, I mean, Ariola was the only pick under 5% and that's what I was limited to by that point. Um, Edison was the top pick for the week, which is obvious. Um, yep. Then it was Ariola. Then it is Lloris um, away at Brighton. Then it's Mendy um, at home to Burnley. And then Shemichael at home to Leeds. And then after that, it's Patricio. So he wasn't even on my on my shortlist. Um, but yeah, Palace at home um, this season, I mean, they haven't like set the world alight attacking-wise anyway. Um, yeah, at home, they've scored 13 goals in 10 games at home. Um, so yeah, 1.3 goals a game. It's not great. Um, yeah. So that's why I picked him. Uh, in defence, I went Cancelo because I think City will keep a clean sheet even after Sheffield United's heroics on the weekend. Um, and I wanted a City player in there. Um, I was thinking about Gundogan um, for City, but I actually prefer Grealish and Barnes to him. And I'll explain why when we talk about midfielders. But um, yeah, Cancelo scored was my hero last week, 17 points. Um, and I think he can do similar again. Yeah, so I had Michael Keane, um, which is a bit like out-of-the-box pick. Um, I think it's because of his goal for it. Um, yeah, hasn't he got a couple of goals? Let's have a quick look. I think he's got a couple of goals this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, he averages... Uh, uh, four points every 90 minutes. Um, Everton, yeah, well, despite the fact that they're the goalkeeper troubles, um, but Newcastle haven't set the world alight attacking-wise. 
So there's potential of a clean sheet or um, yeah, an attacking return. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be counting Michael Keane to win this game week for for myself or the planner. Yeah, well, in in midfield, I went with Harvey Barnes and and Grealish, and the reason is is I think there's going to be shitloads of goals in both of those games. I think so. The last Southampton and Villa game was four three, um, and the last Leicester Leeds game was four one to Leicester. Um, and I genuinely think that this there could be four plus goals in each of these games. And if anyone's going to score for Villa or assist or help them, it's going to be Grealish. And I think Barnes is playing really well at the moment. He got the assist um, a couple of days ago. He's taken loads of shots. Um, Leeds are so shit at the back. We know about that. Um, so those were my top top two midfielders. And actually, I. For everyone on my list, so if I don't win this week, I don't have any excuses. Like that was my top five. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, I got everyone that I wanted. Uh, Kane was actually number one, but obviously hmm. after tonight, I couldn't pick Kane. Um, so yeah, that's why I went Grealish and Bonds. Yeah, I've got um, yeah Sun and Sterling. I mean, that Sun pick actually. It could work out like if he ends up starting sort of centrally as a centre forward, basically, um, then yeah, that pick could be gold dust because that Brighton defence they they haven't looked at it at all this season, and yeah, they I think if it's a game where Mourinho can go after a team. Brighton is one of those teams that you can go after, like, and you probably wouldn't want. You'd probably prefer to be on the front foot against Brighton than on like sit back and defend against them. So, I think they could potentially try and go after, the, like, chase the game um, and try and get some goals. Um, and then, like, after the defeat tonight, where it's going to be disappointing, but they played well in spells as well. Um, there might be a bit of backlash. Um, from Spurs. Um, Sterling, I mean, he's now the primary candidate at City with De Bruyne out, Aguero still AWOL. Um, so yeah, like attacking-wise, I mean, apart from from, Gudon, from Gundogan, um, yeah, Sterling is the like, player most people are um, looking at now um, as the captain options. Um, and then yeah, I mean, City aren't going to struggle like United did against Sheffield United. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they stick and have a four four or five in at the weekend. Oh, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be one two nil. I think they could open them up again. Um, yeah, they just they just look like. Like their four, the run of form over the last, well, since Christmas, they just look like they really believe they're going to win the title. Um, and like nobody can score against them. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be one to nil personally. I, I think it'll be more. Well, we'll um, we shall we'll see. see. Yeah. We'll so see. forwards. Um, so- I've gone for DCL, um, and I don't really need to say anything more than for reasons we've discussed all podcasts, to be honest with you. Uh, you did the hard work for me in all the research, so uh, I could not pick DCL after your lovely research and informed. So uh, I'm just going to leave it with you to tell me, tell us about your forward. Werner, well, that is a pick. It is a pick. I think it's... I mean, is he going to start? That's... So that's the thing now. So the way that the algorithm is written um, and the way that I pick the team, so I filter it so that the players must have played 75% of minutes. And then the algorithm is written so that for every minute the player misses of the season, it reduces the projection slightly. So like, it's basically to prevent someone from hauling um, in one game week and then 
it playing around with the algorithm too much. So, like, if we've got it calculating against the number of minutes played across the season, then it should bring that projection down. Now, Werner, um, yeah, I mean, he averages at 4.5 points per 90, um, which actually, when you look back, it doesn't actually seem that bad. But, yeah, it's... I think it's coupled that with, um, yeah, playing Burnley at home, um, where Burnley haven't been great at all this season away from home. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if, if you if you don't start, it's a disaster. Um, but it might be interesting to see um, whether two shells manage to have like. A couple of days on the training pitch and um, work on a new system that brings him in because he is their best striker. Like, there's no doubt on the goal scoring capability of Timo Werner. Um, but it's finding a way of bringing that out and getting the best of him um, because at the moment they haven't been able to. And whether it's him cutting inside from the left, I don't believe that's his strong. I think he plays stronger centrally. Um, and yeah, it's it's a strange one, but we'll go with it. We'll see what happens. If he yep he he's gonna haul at some point in the season. Like let's be honest, like, there'll be a week right. where he does score a brace, so it may yeah, as well be yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so. Before we end the pod, let's quickly go to our transfers and captains this week. So I'm going to keep it quite simple. Um, I'm definitely doing Rafinha to Barnes. Uh, and I am most likely doing Vardy to DCL, uh, pending Kane news, but most likely Vardy to DCL for a minus four. Um, and I'm probably going to be captain in Barnes. Uh, and, and the reason is, is I think they're going to smash leads. And, and I think Barnes is going to do really well. And I can't really see any other captain options. The only ones that I can see are DCL against Newcastle, maybe Gundogan against Sheffield United. Um, if I knew Cancelo was definitely going to play, I would definitely captain him. But I don't think he'll, he'll you know, he may not start with Carl Walker and I don't think he's worth a risk. I've just started doing well up to 440k. You know, I don't want to be taking a risk with no get not getting a captaincy. Um, and really, that's all I can see. Um, Brighton against Spurs, I could bring in Son. But, you know, with, as we spoke earlier, with Kane being out, I don't think is the right time to, to bring him in. So, yeah, I'll be going with um, with Barnes, most likely, mate. What about yourself? Um, yeah, very similar. Um, although, yeah, part of me now wants... So I'm looking at, because I've got triple West Ham, um, so I need to sadly move someone along. Um, and it looks like it will be Bowen. Um, now, originally I said Barnes, but I might go Madison just to go against what you're doing. Um, <laughs> no, in all likeness, it will be Barnes. Um, yeah, as as you've said, the, the numbers... Um, speak that way and the potential for goals is a lot higher than with um, than with Madison although I too still believe that you're getting more all round from Madison like with the potential for assists as well um, but it's something that can be considered in the next couple of weeks um, but yeah we'll just see about that and I think I'll probably take a minus four as well because I, I do I think I've talked myself into DCL um, through this afternoon and this evening. Um, and I was kind of had my heart set on getting rid of Che Adams. Um, and it was going to be to Kane. Um, but yeah, I can't see him getting a return at Villa. Well, with Villa visiting Southampton, I, I can't see him getting a return there. And it just, I think his time is done <laughs> um, in my squad. And I can always. Um, move him um, like 
yeah, move back down uh, to someone um, to free up, free up more funds. It'll probably be Antonio coming in for yeah, Bamford in a few weeks' time just to free up a bit um, of extra money. So, yeah, I'll probably... I think I'll take a hit as well this week, uh, but I'll probably captain DCL instead. Um, yeah, I, I think he's due that haul, and with Everton looking like they're back to full fitness and getting unlucky, not getting three points, I think it is time. Um, so yeah, that is me. Okay, well we shall see um, how things happen this weekend. Um, before I wrap up, is there anything else you want to add, Rob? No, let's hope for a not like a better weekend, a more consistent weekend um, to the midweek games. Cause it started yeah. off, it started off well, but then petered out with me shooting blanks. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we are a new pod, so any feedback is really important to us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at fpl underscore happy hour. Uh, we're also on a number of podcasts, including Spotify uh, and on our YouTube channel, FPL Happy Hour. Uh, please like, subscribe and share and retweets are really appreciated. Um, so until next week, have a great game week and may your arrows be green. Good night. Cheers, guys. <laughs>